Welcome to the Roxborough Church Podcast. For more resources and information, visit RoxboroughChurch.org. We hope you are blessed by this week's message. All right, well, here we go. Welcome to this hour of worship here at Roxborough Church. We are so thankful that you are joining with us at home. And uh, while we wish that you could be with us here in the sanctuary, we are committed to the Lord and committed to you to continue to offer uh, an hour of worship every, every Sunday morning um, in this occasion, uh, in this setting, until the Lord allows us to begin to gather back in person again. So uh, wherever you're at, I want to encourage you to do a couple things. Number one, look around you, make sure you got a little space. You don't have to have six foot because you're home with people you know and love, but just make sure you got a little space because we're going to... We're praying that you're going to move this morning. We're praying that you're going to be moved by God and you're going to move with us. So that's the first thing. Second thing, uh, make sure you got your Bible. Um, If you don't have it yet, go ahead and find it in the midst of our time together this morning so that when Pastor Charlie goes in with the word, that you're able to come along with us. And then third, um, make sure you let us know that you're watching. So go ahead right now and just shoot a message up to Pastor Ricky, who's behind the screen, and let him know you're on with us. Say hello. Say hello to one another. Use that chat feature to engage with each other. If you have questions that maybe you can even ask during the service that we can make sure we include in our time of gathering, we'd love to do that with you. But whatever you have going on right now, would you just settle for one second and join me in this prayer? Father, We love you. As we prepare to celebrate the most abnormal Thanksgiving ever, we love you. As we recognize people around us that are hurting, God, we love you. As we we know that our neighbors are, are struggling to be around others, God, we love you. And Lord, while we don't have all the answers during this pandemic, we have the ultimate answer. You are seated on the throne and you desire to be intimately relational with your people. And so God, this morning, we'll come before you in worship. We'll sing our songs with joy and with thanksgiving. We'll petition you with the things that are heavy upon our hearts and we'll listen as you speak through your word. Use this hour of worship this morning, God, to move our hearts that we might respond to the gospel in all that we do going forward. Lord, receive it. Bless your people during this time. May we each enjoy and know the presence of your Holy Spirit. In Jesus' name, amen. Come on, let's worship the Lord together. You know, when we cry out songs and say, Jesus, thank you, it's more than just kind of parroting back words that, we, that we're invited to sing by others. At some point in that song, it moves to a place of our heart actually saying, Jesus, I want to be able to say this. I want to say thank you. In the midst of that song, I was praying and saying, Jesus, how do I say thank you in the midst of a pandemic? How do I say thank you in the midst of crises around us? How do we say thank you in the midst of isolation? Maybe you're in a similar spot. Maybe you've been wondering some of those same questions. Maybe you're trying to find yourself, trying to find the ability to say, God, I I thank you, I worship you, I honor you in the midst of all the things around us that seem like they're going wrong. Well, one way that we do that 
as we recognize the fact that even in the midst of the world around us decaying, God hasn't given up. He hasn't forgotten. He hasn't rejected. He hasn't distanced himself from us. And so while we were once wayward and lost, our God made a way possible for us. And if you're out there today and you're watching this and you're thinking, man, I'm, I'm just, I've kind of slidden away from the Lord. I, I've, I've, I've not picked up my book in a while and, and, and prayer hasn't been on my mind. And I want to invite you right now to just to take a moment and just kind of recenter with God. Hear the invitation to come back. Hear the invitation to be found in him again. I'm going to pray for us. During that time, I'm going to pray that all of our hearts would be encouraged as we prepare to receive the word from Pastor Charlie today. And if there's something actually you need prayer for, you can go ahead and just uh, click that need prayer button on, uh, on, on the screen and you can connect with Pastor Ricky and he'd love to pray with you or pray for you during this time. Or you can put your prayer request in the, in the chat section and someone will be, uh, be sure to capture them and we'll pray throughout the week for them as well. But would you join with me in prayer? Father, it's so easy for us to get caught up in the in all that's going on around us, in the worry and the concern, in the in, in the the, uh, the emotions that are tied to not being able to connect with others the way we have historically, even in the fear of like what is right for us. But God, I don't want those things to be the center. I don't want those things to be uh, where our attention goes. I don't want those things to be where my mind is focused. So God, I just, I, I give this to you. I give this to you. I give this to you, God. I, I, I lay it down. I surrender it. I yield it, God. And, and it's not just my mind. It's not just my eyes. It's my heart, Lord. You know, for some of us, God, we're, we might be checking in online or, or, or we might have gathered together and, and ha not have been together for a long time. Like our, our hearts, our minds, our, 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 our pattern of following you may have kind of slipped away. God, we want to come back. We want to be a part of the fold. I want to know that I've been restored by you in ways that only you can. So God, receive our cry posture our, 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 our body and our hearts and our mind to, to be ready for what you have to say. God, would you welcome us in? Would you welcome us in? Wayward sinners, would you welcome us in? Lost, would you welcome us in? Rebellious, would you welcome us in? fearful, would you welcome us in? Riddled with anxiety, would you welcome us in? Confused and frustrated, would you welcome us in? Searching and longing, would you welcome us in? Hungry, would you welcome us in? God, would you overcome every area of our life that you would be Lord, King, 
God, as we enter into week two of this sermon series, we talk about finding contentment in Christ today. Enough is enough. I've turned to everything else enough. We're turning to you, God. We're turning to you, God. We're looking to you, Christ. Well, we love you. We worship you. Our heart's desire now is to be ready to hear and receive your word. In Jesus' name, amen. Come on, everybody. Welcome Pastor Charlie as he brings the word today. Praise the Lord, everybody. Praise the Lord, everybody. It is so good to be here in the sanctuary. It's so good to be able to bring the word of God to you online. I, uh, I hope that you are praying with us while we're praying with you. And I hope that you have a big smile on your face because God still sits high and look low. He's still on the throne. And so we know he has the whole world in his hands. That alone should just satisfy your hearts, just knowing that God is still in control. But we're going to go right into the word of God. And if you could turn with me, if you have your Bibles, turn with me to Philippians chapter 1, verse 18. Philippians chapter 1, verse 18. Praise the Lord. And if you get it, say amen. But let me just tell you that Paul had his fair share of struggles. Uh, between his shipwrecks and being stoned and being chased from place to place because he wanted to preach the gospel of Jesus Christ and teach the gospel of Jesus Christ, between the bickering that he had to deal with in the church as he built the church, and as he begins to train up leaders and pastors in the church, he had his fair share, of, fair share of struggles, but Paul was resilient. He really put his life, his heart, his mind, his body, and his soul for the gospel of Jesus Christ. He would face many times being arrested and being put in jail, and he was released, and he would come back to try to bring focus back to the church, clear up any type of controversy. He had to deal with it all. And these are some of the things that we deal with today in the church or in the world. Sickness and then health and dealing with issues, being shut in, being feeling like we can't move forward, feeling like where is God in these troubling times but one thing that Paul really emphasized, and that's the gospel must be preached. He never 
gave up on that part. He felt that under any circumstances, it is greater to serve God than to serve man. And in chapter, it picks up in chapter 1, verse 18, it says, But what does it matter? The important thing is that in every way, whether from false motives to true, Christ is preached. And because of this, I rejoice. Yes, I will continue to rejoice. For I know that through your prayers and God's provision of the spirit of Jesus Christ, what has happened to me will turn out for my deliverance. I eagerly expect and hope that I will in no way, in no way be ashamed but will have sufficient courage so that now, as always, Christ will be exalted in my body, whether by life or by death. For to me, to live is Christ, and to die is gain. If I am to go on living in the body, this will mean fruitful labor for me. Yet what shall I choose? I do not know. I am torn between the two. I desire to depart to be with Christ, which is better by far. But it is more necessary for me that I remain in the body. Convinced of this, I know that I will remain. And I will continue with all of you for your progress and joy in the faith. So that through, so that through my being with you again, your boasting in Christ Jesus will abound on account of me. Father, we thank you for the reading of your word. We ask that you would open up the hearts and minds of your people. Father, we pray that your spirit would fill the atmosphere. And Lord, we ask that you would just speak to me and through me. You say it, I shall repeat it in the name of Jesus Christ. And Lord, let the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be acceptable in thy sight. O Lord, my strength, my redeem, let the church say amen. Amen. Finding contentment in Christ. You, you know, we often complain sometime about the smallest situations or the smallest things in life. But God has brought us through them all. These are some trying times that we're in right now. And our city and new shutdown, new restrictions have arose because of the pandemic. But this is a time where we can take some time to seek the will of God, to trust in the promises of God, knowing that God will see us through. Wherever he brought you to, he'll see you through. That's a saying that we believe. And that even though it challenges, there's a song, these times challenges, there's a song, and I'm not going to sing it, but there's a song that's in my heart. And it, it goes, it's, the words are, uh, Pastor Ray forced me to sing it, but I really don't want to sing it. But uh, 
I'll try. I'll try. I'll try. I've had some good days. And I've had some hills to climb. I've had some weary days and some lonely nights. But when I look around and when I think things over, all of my good days outweigh my bad days. I won't complain. Sometimes the cloud hangs low. I can hardly see the road. Then I ask one question, Lord, why so much pain? But he knows what's best for me. Although in my weary eyes, I cannot see, so I'll just say, thank you, Lord, thank you, Lord, I won't complain. So finding our contentment in Christ, meaning to put away our complaints and finding a reason of joy because Jesus is joy. See, I urge you today to stay in the body of Christ, to stay in the word of God. Even through these tough times, trust in the word and the will of God. Finding a state of happiness in Christ Jesus. Because at the end of the day, that's all we have left. When everything else is passed away, Jesus will still be there with you and for you. In this text, Paul has described his passion and contentment in serving Christ. His desire to work for the Lord. Through all of these trying times, through weakness and then through strength, through sickness and in health, through life and in death, through season and out of season, Christ must be preached. His desire above all things is to do the will of God through the power of the Holy Spirit. In such a way, it brought him exceeding joy. Even in the midst of troubling times and bad situations, Paul seems to describe or demonstrate this statement that Nehemiah made early in the, in the Old Testament when he said, the joy of the Lord is my strength. Paul, in verse 19, understood that Deliverance comes through prayer and supplication and trusting in God, and it will ultimately lead you to salvation through God's word and through the power of his Holy Spirit. The boldness that they talk about in verse 20 is a courageous speech, a, a spoken word of authority, believing and trusting on what you're saying and taking and claiming the gospel of Jesus Christ. He continues to speak out full of the Christ. He trusted in his Savior, and he will honor him regardless of whether he lives or he dies. 
or whether they agree or they disagree, Christ must be preached. He found joy in serving Christ. Even through trying times when he was being stoned, he would still find ways to still bring the message across to someone who desires to hear it or someone who is going through troubling times. Paul did not shy away from teaching, training up those that were in the body of Christ and leading those to Christ. To live is Christ, he stated, and to die is gain. As long as he was alive, Paul was consumed by Christ's concern for his people. He was burdened to, to share the word of God, but the burdens of the Lord are light. He put away the heavy burdens long time ago, but he began to carry the light load, knowing that in any situation, Christ before you, who can be against you? So the world, through holding up the values of the gospel along his mission, to make disciples, to preach and teach the word of God. And if Paul dies, he will, re he will no longer suffer. Not on this earth. He will be with Christ. And he said, look, that's far greater. But to stay here and to teach the gospel will be fruitful work. It will help to build and continue the ministry. It will help to edify those that will lead the church after he was gone. He wanted to make sure that everyone that was, was called into Christ is still believing that the mission, no matter what type of hardship you go through, that you will be able to preach the gospel that will turn non-believers into believers to believe, to be transformed by the renewance of their minds, by the Spirit of God. So depart would be to gain. To leave would be a life with Christ. But to stay, to stay would be to edify. So I challenge you today to stay Stay in with Christ. Even through this pandemic, stay in. Stay in. Refresh your, listen, refresh yourself to the word of God. Read the book of John over and over again. Read, read Psalms 119 over and over again. Ask God to train you in this moment, to build you up, to keep you fresh in the word, to keep you sharp in the word. Get your prayer life going more often. Get your devotions going more often. Sign in to the check-in church and just to fellowship as much as you possibly can online. Join in to the small groups so that you will be trained in the, in the word of God continuously. Find someone to call and just share a good word with. Pray with one another, but stay close. Don't get comfortable in staying home, but yet prepare a way for the Lord so when you go out, you'll be able to be excited again in your spirit so that when it comes time to join back into worship, you have more than enough to worship God for. Because the, the gathering of the brothers and the fellowship is everything. 
when we come together and we're on one accord worshiping our God. Paul sees it as a win-win. Whether life takes me away or I die, I can't lose in Christ. You can't lose. So to seek the will of God. This is one point I want you to get, to seek the will of God. Philippians chapter 3 verse 8 says, What is more, I consider everything a loss because of the surpassing worth of knowing Christ Jesus, my Lord. For whose sake I have lost all things, I consider them garbage, that I may gain Christ. That I may gain Christ. All things to be a loss. Paul emphasizes this statement. He says, not just the Jewish identity, but everything is, everything is in disadvantage comparing to know the Messiah. Nothing really matters. The value of Christ is greater than anything this world has to offer because of the relationship that you have in Christ, the fulfillment that you have in Christ, the love that you have in Christ. When all else fails, you still have the love of Christ. It transcends from this life even through death and eternal life with Jesus Christ. God didn't want us to be troubled. He didn't want our hearts to be troubled. He wanted us to be filled with joy. In John 14, 1, he says, Let not your heart be troubled. You believe in God, believe also in me. Because in my Father's house are many mansions. If it were not so, I would have told you. I go to prepare a place for you. And where I go, you know. I will come back and receive you to myself. Listen. God is saying, let's not think of things too small. Our God is huge. He's big. He's almighty. Sometimes we think of God kind of as an efficiency, just a holding place to get to the next level. But here he says, in my father's house are many mansions. We have to start thinking of mansions. We have to have a, a mansion mindset when we're doing ministry. We can't have an efficiency because it's not too many people you can fit in efficiency. Efficiency is designed for one person and one person only. A mansion is designed for many people. It has many rooms. God said that your gifts and talent will make room for you. But you have to use them for the glory of God to make room for yourself. When you're doing ministry, this is not the time where we start thinking small. This is a time we think large because our God is greater than anything. The Bible says, greater is he that is within me than he that is of the world. We got to look at our God as a huge God that can do magnificent things. We have to, as his believers, spread that good news Tell somebody, my God is bigger than this pandemic. 
right now, he's given us an opportunity to fall on our face, to, to cry out his name in our homes, to reset our lives, to refocus ourselves, that when the time comes, we are prepared and ready to share the word of Jesus Christ. Open up a book like Pastor Ray said. Begin to dive in and read. Begin to study. Ask the questions like Thomas asked. Say, Lord, I do not know where you're going. But how can we know the way? Sit quietly and listen as the Lord gives you the answer. Meditate on the word day in, day out. Make sure that you are feeling yourself, not just with CNN or Fox News. But let's turn the pages of the book of life to begin to read. When Jesus responded to Thomas, he said, I am the way, the truth, and the light. No one comes unto the Father except through me. So these are the things that we need to recite, knowing that Jesus is the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes unto the Father except through me. Open up the book, read it, become the book, walk out the words of Jesus Christ. In Romans chapter 12, verse 1, it says, Therefore, I urge you, brothers and sisters, in the view of God's mercy, to offer your bodies as a living sacrifice, holy and pleasing to God. This is your true, proper worship. Do not conform to the patterns of this world, but be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind that you will be able to test and approve what God's will is, his good pleasing and perfect will. Heaven and earth, it will pass away. But Matthew 24 reminds us, but my word will never pass away. Another thing I want you to just remember, to trust the promises of God. Trust the promises of God. He is not a man that he should lie. Or should he even repent? His word is true and powerful, and it will never fail. Philippians 4, 7 says, And the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. Peace here is including the well-being prosperity, freedom from anxiety, safety from harm, and deliverance from your enemies. That is a peace of God that transcends all understanding. It guards your hearts and your minds. Paul envisioned God's peace as a soldier on patrol who protects the heart and the minds of the believers from anxiety, fear, and of doubt, stands ready, prepared to fend off the, the, the enemies. But you know, this is a song, and no, I'm not going to sing it, but there's a song that says, I'm surrounded, but yet I'm surrounded by you. It looks like I'm surrounded by enemies, but God... I'm surrounded by you. And if you are surrounded by God, by no means can an enemy come against you. Because if God is before you, who can be against you? It is important for us to find our happy place in Christ.
<laughs> they just post it. Being content. <laughs> I'm content. We're not singing a song right now. Being content where God has you. Trust that his word is sufficient for your life. It really is. And no matter what you face, the promise of God will never fail you. Hold true. Let nothing take that truth from you. But guard your heart with the word of God. Feed your mind, feed your body, feed your soul with the word of God. One of the things that I admire about just being in God's presence, when I let go of all the issues that I face, and I open up and I begin to worship God, and I feel the Spirit of God just start to surround me. It is a true experience that you're free. You have liberty. Wherever the Spirit of the Lord is, there is liberty. Free your hearts and your minds. Find the joy. Find the happiness. Find the peace. Because if we don't find that joy and that peace, this world will swallow us whole. We have to have the joy of the Lord as our strength. We hear so many negative things. We see we're surrounded by death, but yet and still we're surrounded by life in Christ. Paul said it is important for us, really, to stay on this level of high with Christ, to stay digged in and stay leaning forward to stay trusting in his word for in second timothy chapter four it says for the time will come when people will not put up with sound doctrine instead to suit their own desires they will gather around them a great number of teachers to say what their itching ears want to hear. They will turn their ears away from the truth and turn aside to myths. But you keep your head in all situations. Endure hardship. Do the work of an evangelist. Discharge all the duties of your ministry. For I am already being poured out like a drink offering. And the time of my departure is near. I have fought a good fight. I have finished the race. I have kept the faith. Now there is in store for me a crown of righteousness, which the Lord, the righteous judge, will award me on that day. And not only to me, but also to all who have longed for his appearance. I am not focused on the second wave of the coronavirus, but my focus is on the second coming of Jesus. And my heart is compelled, patiently, eagerly awaiting his, re his arrival. The word I was about to say was, Revival. 
because I feel like the church need to be revived in a time like this. And in order to get that revived, we got to dive into his word. We got to pray. We got to talk to God. Not to complain, but to say thank you that I still have breath in my lungs. Thank you that I still have warm blood running through my veins. Thank you, Lord, that I still have a roof over my head. Thank you, Lord, for the pantry here at Roxville Church that still supply food for my belly. Thank you, Lord, for all that you have put together in preparation of the pandemic, that you still keep me safe. And who can't find joy in that? I remember, I'm going to tell a short story. I remember I had a dream to open up this barbershop with a basketball court in the middle of it. Ten years prior to me opening, I used to buy some things and put them away. So whenever I come to enough money or come to the proper location, I can begin to put these things So I used to store lockers, basketball courts in my basement. And I remember that this building on the corner of Lincoln Drive and Mount Pleasant, it was the perfect shape. The Lord blessed me, and I was able to go and move in there, and I opened up the shop, and it was called Hoops. But what people don't know is Hoops meant heaven opens, opportunity pours. So... I put this thing together, and this barbershop, beauty salon, I thought that that was the best I can do in life. I just was like, that's it. I'm here. Hoops. It was what a bright corner, bright lights, big city. I just had that. But it was one of the best or the greatest things that I could achieve. At least that's what I thought. Then I remember a time when I had to sell hoops, and I remember the last time I turned off the lights, locked the door with the key, and handed it over to the new owner. And as I began to drive away, I thought to myself, Lord, what's next? What am I going to do next that can top hoops? As sad as it was, I came, I built it, they came, it was great. What can be greater than that? And then the Lord called me to the ministry. Not only did he call me to the ministry, but I ended up being a pastor. I said, Lord, I thought you couldn't top hoops in my life. But this is greater work. Not now do I just make you look good from the outside, but I have a word from the Lord to give you to clean you up on the inside. And so God gave me that gift to preach the gospel, and it brings me exceeding joy to bring the message of God. Even now during this pandemic, if I can encourage you just to trust in God, just to believe in God, just to seek his face, That is giving you hope that when he returns, that place that he went and prepared for you, you will go with him. 
let's hold to that truth that Jesus is the way, the truth, and the light. And no one comes into the Father but through him. Jesus saves. That brings joy in my heart. Pray with me. Father, in the name of Jesus, I thank you, Lord. Lord, I thank you that your word is still reaching people. I thank you that the gospel is still being preached. I thank you that your spirit is still with us. Your presence is still with us. Father, I thank you for your love. I thank you for your grace, your mercy, your peace, your understanding, your salvation, your joy. Lord, I thank you for not giving up on us. Father, stir up the gifts and the talent that's within us that we reach the goal to win more souls, to make disciples, to continue in the faith. And Lord, as the days unfold, draw us near to you as you draw near to us. In Christ's name we pray, amen. Oh, God, you're up to something that is so good. What a great word from Pastor Charlie. Let me offer you a couple quick reminders as we get ready to jump off this stream this morning. Um, until, we, in, until we get the word that's clear from the mayor and the governor, we will not be meeting in person. The sanctuary will be closed, and all of our in-person gatherings will be moved to online. So we encourage you to share this link. Let people know that we'll be doing this every week on Sunday mornings. Come online with us and join us at 9 a.m. for a time of worship. I hope that you were encouraged by it, and I hope you can encourage others by sharing that. We also want to encourage you during this time to continue to worship the Lord through giving. Um, you, can, you can come to the church and drop your offering off during the week, or you can digitize it. Just go ahead and click the link that Pastor Ricky's going to throw up on the screen, and uh, you can go ahead and just make sure you drop your offering that way every week. Matter of fact, if you want to go ahead and just make that a, a recurring thing, That'll be some, one less thing you have to think about, but as you see it come out of your account, you can worship the Lord in that way. We want to encourage you, continue to give, that the church might continue to thrive, that we might continue to take the good news in all, forward in all ways, including virtually. Friends, whatever you have gone on this week, I want you to know that God is with you. And uh, the battle that you're in, you're not alone in it because you're surrounded by the King who's before you who ultimately has already won the battle. So this week, if you need to lean in, if you need to reach out, Pastor Charlie, myself, Pastor Crawford, Pastor Scott, Pastor Rick, Pastor Ricky, reach out. We'd love to be a part of walking this road with you, be it in person or virtually. The church will continue to thrive. There will be no pre-Thanksgiving service on Tuesday, um, and uh, so the next time we're back together will be next Sunday. But between now and then, Thanksgiving is going to occur. Give thanks on that day for all that God has allowed you to be in and all that God has seen you through. And we're giving thanks for you. God bless you. Have a great week. Thank you for listening to our weekly podcast. We pray it was life-giving. To find out more about us, visit our website at rocksboroughchurch.org and join us for worship on Sundays at 10.30 a.m.